0: Ladies and gentlemen, the questions you've all been asking are now being answered. Welcome to another edition of It's All About Who You Know, the podcast where influential people talk big topics in sports, faith, and more. Your host is a former Oregon State wrestler. He has a 4.9-star Uber rating and is currently undefeated in his MMA career. Here is Christian Robertson. Hey, what is up, guys? If, uh... Oh maybe, maybe maybe let's turn let's turn the volume down just a little bit. Oh, that's not better. All right, guys. Well, it is a brand new day. Happy Tuesday. It's a Monday for me, but Happy Tuesday. Um, super excited to have you guys here. If it's super echoey, I'm super sorry. So, I uh, I just moved to uh, I just moved to Cabo. So I don't know if you guys can see this or not, but this is uh, this is my view from the podcast. Setup I got so I got my uh, my own little condo here. I got a job. I got a rental car today uh, for pretty cheap. So everything is uh, everything's good. But we're uh, we're not in a studio. We uh, we don't have a lot of soundproofing. So if you hear you know construction going on, that's just uh, that's just the sounds of Cabo. But um, no, I appreciate you guys uh, tuning in. If you want to see any more of that, uh, obviously I I you know have a topic I normally talk about, and uh, my life doesn't tend to be. That with the podcast. So, um, if you want to be seeing any of that, if you want to uh, join along, I'm going to be vlogging every Friday. So, podcasts come out guaranteed every Tuesday and every Friday morning. uh, Or, I'm sorry, podcasts come out every Tuesday morning and then the vlog. So, on my main channel, Christian Robertson, uh, I've been posting some podcast clips. And then every Friday, uh, I'll be posting a a vlog. So, I'm just vlogging uh, like last week, I was explaining why I moved to Mexico. Um, So, you guys, if you haven't yet, Christian Robertson, you should definitely go check that out. Um, but I'm just going to be doing a lot of that stuff, mostly, um, you know, mostly just my adventures out here, what what life is like, um, and then just explaining why I came out here. Um, so go over check that out if you haven't yet. Subscribe to this uh, this podcast and uh, go go subscribe over there. Turn on the notifications. But um, yeah, I, I want to get into it because I don't know what I'm going to title this yet, but um, I, I have some some ideas. So as you guys know, politics is, is running the world right now and everything's kind of going crazy, especially in the States with the election year and the, uh, the controversy behind both candidates. I mean, they're, they're, neither one of them are, are blemished, uh, polished human beings to, a, you know, with no fault of, at all. But um, obviously, if you've listened to my podcast, if you've seen my Instagram page, you know where my allegiance lies. I'm a big Trump guy. Um, not to a fault. Uh, not uh, Not fully. But that's, uh, that's where my vote is gonna be cast um, this year. Actually, it already is cast, uh, pardon me. But um, regardless, there's certain things that people say are political issues that really aren't, they're moral issues. Um, and, and when people say, well, politics doesn't have a, a stake in moral issues. Yes, it does. Um, what is murder? What, what is you know, divorce? What is uh, you know, stealing, lying, cheating? Um, unlawful business practice. What are these things that politics, you know, has a claim in? So don't say politics has no claim in moral issues. One of the biggest, in uh, in my opinion, and I think eventually one day, God willing, will be um, will be eradicated. Um, I hope. I hope that's you know the next civil rights movement. I hope it's um, it's something that we can all see, especially as Christians, we can see gone and that the culture will change on because I do think it's evil. And that's the topic of abortion. Um, I'm gonna have a guest on here in a little bit. Um, so basically, one second, let me let me look up this uh, thing real quick. So I'm gonna have a guest on here in a little bit, but um, one second. I'm gonna have a guest on and so last week i saw a post on instagram and instead of just commenting on it or doing anything i reposted it i reposted it it was a pro-abortion post a pro-choice pro-death post and um and i reposted it and i said on my podcast next week i will debunk every single one of these points and if anybody wants to come on and defend them and defend abortion they're more than welcome to i had two takers one of them replied and said, hey, uh, I was drunk when I sent that. I, I don't want to come on um, due to, you know, not putting political stuff, which I understand. I get it. You know, no, no, no harm, no foul. Um, and then the other one, uh, the person that actually posted it uh, is going to be coming on. Um, he's a friend of mine. His name's Jacob. Um, but, uh, but he is uh, pro-choice. And like I said, I, I think the pro-choice argument is, um, is very flawed. And I don't necessarily think people know where it's coming from, but I think it is coming from a place of evil, um, I think, uh, and, and maybe not necessarily themselves, but I do think the rational rationalization, false rationalization of killing children is evil. And I think it goes just with the same uh, mindset of slavery of, you know, not letting women vote um, the same, you know, put enslaving Jews and killing them in internment camps. I think it all goes in the same category. So so this is what the, the post said. It said wouldn't be nice, wouldn't it be nice if so-called pro-lifers wore masks or focused on suicide prevention or funding health care or ending the death penalty or fighting poverty or stopping gun violence or ending police killings or combating the opioid epidemic or ending wars, you know things that would actually save lives well first and foremost i have to say no pro-choicer does that better than pro-lifers pro-lifers are 100 uh, percent more active people that generally vote uh conservatively and people reg- within the church are generally more active in these kinds of things statistically and you can go look that up i don't have the statistics with me but you know just one example uh christians are more they're 50 more likely to adopt um, so th- th- and that's one of the big things that people put in is like well the adoption and the foster care system well christians are 50% more likely to do that. So <clears throat> let's go in point by point. Um, wearing masks. Listen, it is to voluntary adults. If if why should I have to wear a life jacket if somebody next to me can't swim? Okay? That's like somebody saying, "Hey, can you wear a life jacket cuz I can't swim?" No, no, no. If it is so selfish to tell the entire world, you know, because I'm at risk, you have to stop doing what you're doing, you have to stop living. And and that's what we've done. And, and I think a better solution is, hey, if you're scared, if you are at risk, if you feel like um, you want to uh, um, stay inside and stay safe and stay healthy and live your life uh, the way you wanna live it, fine, go ahead. But the rest of the world shouldn't have to um, abide by that because it's willing participants. Whereas in abortion, it's not a willing participant, it's an unborn child that is being killed. Um, so that one, I feel like goes away pretty quick. Uh, suicide prevention. Obviously, everybody wants to, first of all, here, here's the, here's the, the, the the actual question. If we got rid of all these things, would we get rid of abortion then? Because if that's the case, if abortion is evil, it's just, there's things that you want to get rid of. It's not, it's not the case. It is evil. They want to get rid of it, but they just want to use these as caveats. It's like, well, you haven't got rid of these yet, so we're not going to get rid of abortion. It's like, no, if abortion's evil, we should get rid of it. That's like saying, well, you know, we should really, um, we, we should really, we're, we're going to work on the, the child sex trafficking, but only after people stop taking drugs. What? No, that doesn't make any sense. Oh, we're going to put money into both. Um, so that one doesn't hold weight either. Uh, But it, was that suicide prevention? Oh, anyway, yeah. Well, obviously, we want to stop suicide prevention, or we want to help suicide prevention. So, um, so yeah, I don't really know where people come from. With that, uh, sorry, I'm sending the message to the the person that's coming on is messaging me. Um, I don't know where people come up come from. That uh, obviously, suicide's a horrible thing, but I think what you do when, when you talk about suicide, a good way to get people, pro-choices are horrible at making people feel welcome because a lot, I mean, it is very hard to be a Christian and be pro-life. Um, I would say that um, that would be something that God hasn't convicted you yet of because I do think it is, it is sin. Um, but, but here's the deal. From the pro-choice perspective, which usually comes from a secular argument, what do you care about suicide? What do you care about people's decision in their life, you're saying that there's nothing after this and their life is meaningless because there's specks of dust that somehow came together. So what does it matter? Whereas the Christian life, the which is, you know, generally the pro choice, the pro-life argument comes from a Christian perspective. Generally what happens is people have purpose in their life. People have an ability and a desire to keep moving forward because they have a kingdom to advance and they have a God to worship and they have a purpose in life to where they don't feel like ending it. Um, And I'm not saying depression necessarily goes away, but the lifestyle of somebody that's pro-life doesn't tell you and the the beliefs that they hold uh, generally as a Christian doesn't tell you that your life is meaningless, which gives you less hope. And so that lifestyle, that desire, that message of hope actually does contribute to suicide prevention. And plus the pro-choice argument says that certain circumstances aren't even worth being born into. Think about that for a second. They use the health or they use the, the, you know, the poverty rate, they use the healthcare system, they use the foster and adoption system to, to uh, as claims to their argument. But you're saying, what you're saying is people that are born into this aren't even worth being born. So, so that adds to the, the suicide Rate and that doesn't prevent suicide because you're saying if you're already alive in this situation, you're you're worthy to be dead. Like you you should be dead because and and you might say that's not what he's saying. They're saying Christian, it is it 100 is it, due to the correlation. And that's exactly what they're saying. They're saying this circumstance isn't even worth being born into. So should, we should kill you before you have the chance. And what they're saying and which leads to the assumption that if you're already in it then your life is meaningless, it has no hope, and you probably should kill yourself. That's what the secular pro-choice argument says um, to that. All right, next point. Uh, Ending the death penalty. This is the one point I was saying that pro-choicers or pro-lifers, this is one point that I actually would go back and say, no, we don't try to contribute to this. Um, The death penalty is is a good thing, I think. Um, And I'm not saying, first of all, don't defend criminals. there there are, unless you're a lawyer, like don't defend people that have been put on death row before you defend people that have not been born yet. The most innocent of the most innocent. Okay, Uh, no, the death penalty should, in my opinion, should not be given away capital punishment. It deters people from committing certain crimes. Um, We, I think, I I feel like it is maybe a necessity in society Um, and, real quick and honest, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. This is a, a human being that has been given the chance to live and has taken these opportunities to either, you know, to do heinous, horrible things. And yes, we, we have the uh, the ability and um, right to, to make sure that they can't do those things anymore, that they can't harm anybody else. But an innocent human being? Um, no, absolutely not. Next one fighting poverty like i said most people um conservatives are more likely to give money they're more likely uh to be um generally wealthier uh they're more likely to give um, and be generous with their finances so and conservatives are generally pro like a, a, a piece of the pro-life movement is um you know it, or conservative uh, view is, a, is is pro-life so Um, But regardless, it it doesn't matter. People still have the right to live. They have the right to make their own decisions and choices. Just because you grow up poor doesn't necessarily, it's not a scarlet letter on your life that, hey, you're going to be miserable. There's a lot of people that are poor that aren't miserable. Um, So I don't, that, that it's another one that this doofus put out there that doesn't make any sense. Um, Just because you're poor, just because poverty is a thing does not mean that people... Should not be born into it because there's, especially in America, there's hundreds and thousands of testimonies of people that can tell you, "Hey, I was poor. My dad was poor, dirt poor." Um, people would have said, "Hey, he should be aborted." I'm, I guarantee, I guarantee it. I should, I'm sure. You know, I mean, not necessarily because he didn't have a mom and a dad in the home, but because you know the the financial circumstance wasn't right, and. I think he's doing okay. I, I think, you know, he overcame that financially. So that argument holds zero weight. Um, it, it doesn't, yeah, obviously maybe you should have your finances and stuff in order or try to at least before you have children, but that doesn't mean you once you make the decision to have children, which having sex is the decision to have children regardless. Like you are, it, it's like signing a waiver at a gym saying, I waive my rights knowing that maybe I might get hurt, but I probably won't but I'm still taking the risk anyway. And this gym's not liable. It's the same thing. The, the child isn't liable for your decision. Nobody, And they talk about sex education. Nobody, anyway, nobody goes into having sex not knowing that children come out of it. So um, opioid epidemic, I mean, you want to stop the opioid epidemic, but you, you don't want to prevent abortion. That's you telling somebody that what they can and can't do with their body, right? That's a big abortion argument. You shouldn't tell people, women what to do with their body. Well, what about the opioid epidemic? You're clearly saying it's wrong. What? Why not? Why? They're they're doing what they want to do with their body. So again, um, obviously we want to end the opioid epidemic, um, but uh, you know these things are tough. They're not easy. It's not it's not easy and it doesn't mean that we don't fight an evil going on right now. I mean, abortion is, Hey, maybe, maybe a a person that would have thought of the solution for the opioid epidemic, you know, maybe they would have, maybe the person that would have thought of a a drug or, or a pill or something that completely gets you unaddicted and has zero risks. Maybe that person was aborted. You never know. You never know ending wars um, some wars are worth being fought and the war on abortion, I believe is worth being fought. I don't necessarily know if we're going to need to get up in arms about it right now, but the war on slavery cert- certainly was, um, at the time, something we needed to, uh, to fight for. And, um, yeah, a- and I believe this is a fight that if you're not in, you need to get in. Um, I believe that it is something that, uh, that needs to happen. Um, I don't think necessarily, I think God can do great and miraculous things without war, but I think sometimes, you know, it's just like if, if, somebody was, uh, if somebody was hurting a child right in front of me or was doing something to a woman, uh, there's not going to be a diplomatic solution to that for me. It's going to be me ripping their head off um, and, and maybe detaining them, as, as, but you, you want to you stop the threat. And, and I think it's the same thing here. You know, we would all agree that you know if somebody's doing something wrong, we should step in. We don't need to be a bystander. Well, I think it's the same thing here. Um, you take extreme measures to stop extreme evils, and and I don't think abortion is an exception to that rule. So, um, and then this doofus says, uh, not the guy that posts reposted it. Um, I actually like this kid, but he's uh, the guy that made it. R. Breich on Instagram says you know things that would actually save lives so it's, it, the whole thing is wouldn't it be nice if so-called pro-lifers wore masks or focus on suicide prevention um we got somebody coming on we're supposed to have a guest here in a minute War mass focus on suicide prevention or funding health care oh funding health care um yeah funding health care uh that's one i forgot um I mean again it doesn't it doesn't supersede the fact that people are dying so me contributing to an abortion is not healthcare and i think that's why a lot of people are um, you know kind of you know they don't like socialized medicine to an extent and we we see in a lot of countries that socialized medicine actually doesn't work very well like if you want to go look at you know canada's socialized medicine policy it's not um, it's not the best thing so um, yeah i mean i think you know uh, contributing to society and helping out, but it, again, I don't. I don't know necessarily if I have a a main point on that. Other than I think, you know, we don't we don't kill people because the healthcare system is flawed. You know, we don't we don't take people out, uh, especially when we know that they're going to be fine and they're going to be uh, born within nine months. I don't we don't we don't just get rid of them. So, all right, we're going to have a guest here in a second. Um, he should be coming on soon. Jacob, what's up, buddy?
1: How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Hanging in there. Hanging in there.
0: Good, man. Hey, can you turn your mic up or do you have any headphones or anything you can use? Yes, I can.
1: Give me one second.
0: It's really hard to hear you. You're good. And then if you want to back up a little bit or put the screen back because the the backdrop will be um, over your head probably. Uh, It should probably be about a foot. Yeah, there you go. That's better. Cool. What's up, man? How's it been?
1: It's been good. I can't hear you. slowly. Can't Ah. hear me?
0: No, is it the microphone on your end? Let's see. One second. Can you hear me now? Yeah, that's much better. Better? Yeah, that's a lot better. Okay. Cool. And if you can hear uh, any, you know, weed whacking or anything going on in the background, that's because this is where I'm at, so. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, I uh, just moved to Cabo yesterday, so can't Wait, complain. Wait, you moved there, like, permanently? Uh, no, but for a few months yeah to uh to train and and learn spanish and i got a job out here so yay nice so all right man well um let's get into it because uh and we'll talk later about whatever but um let's let's get into for the sake of time let's get into this abortion argument because um i just i so i went through that uh that post that you made the other day and i debunked all those points (laughs) um that that I makes um, on like why pro-lifers should do this this and this but uh, if you have any let's just open the discussion if you my assertion is that abortion is an egregious evil and should be ended and you're welcome to try to change my mind or have the discussion um, and we'll get into some talking points but uh, I don't see any valid reason to to have it uh, to justify it in civil society in any society, but especially here in America. Okay.
1: Um, so I would say that there, I think that my opinion on abortion is very clear and concise. I right. believe that a woman should be able to have an abortion in cases of rape, in cases of incest, in cases that it might terminate her own life, hmm. and in case the baby has some dehabilitating genetic disease that will have them suffer more
0: than they would alive. Does that make sense? Yeah. So let's, um, okay, well, so let's get into, so are you saying that any convenient, inconvenience abortion is then wrong? Because you're using these extremes to defend. So is somebody that just doesn't have money, is that, that's a, that's not okay, right? They can't abort that child. No. Okay. So we're just,
1: I think they're, yeah.
0: So anybody that's not facing one of these, I think you gave four examples, should, that's not facing one of those extreme circumstances should have the child. There's no excuse. Yes. And the, and the, and so what, let me, let me get you, let me, I just want to make sure we're clear. The court should uphold that. Correct. I believe the court should have hold that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we're not, we're not in as much disagreement as I thought. I thought, I thought there was going to be um, some disagreement. Well, I, well let's get into the easiest point. Uh, what was the last one you said, you said with disability, so when I hear uh, that uh, genetic disorder, sure. So when I hear that, I have I have multiple um, I have multiple cousins that have um, s- certain uh, you know mental disabilities. And with that example uh, that you gave, you know, if you were able to detect that, which it's very hard to detect that. If in that example that you gave, um, the world would say, the culture would say, based on that example that they should have just been aborted because their life was going to be hard. And I don't think that's an adequate, that's not an adequate uh, justification. Just because life is hard doesn't mean it's not worth living. And I think if you would ask those, those individuals, Hey, would you rather not be alive or not ever been born or, or have this genetic disorder? All of them would say, yes, I'd rather have this disorder. Sorry. But, and it's the same with, it's the same with, with anything like, you know, people use the poverty example or the fact that, um, somebody might grow up in a, a horrible foster care system. There's countless examples of that happening and people coming through that on top. And even if they don't, it doesn't mean that we have the decision to take their life.
1: Okay. So I somewhat agree with you on there, but uh, the genetic disorders that I'm talking about are severely like uh, I would talk um uh, down syndrome there are extra like proponents of that that would have the child suffer more if it was alive
0: so be um, be careful of... because you're you're getting in the dicey water when you say that people with down syndrome should be aborted but go ahead no
1: i'm talking more about there are genetic tests that we can test severely before the from the point of conception that we know that this child is going to come out and have a horrid um, part of its not might have not forms. Um, it's cognitive functioning skills. So it is a slip. I agree with you entirely. There, it is a slippery slope. Trying to figure out exactly what, but the people that I have observed that have to are wheelchair bound for their entire life with tubes sticking out for them. Um, they should. They shouldn't be alive. Life. Is what you're saying? You're saying they shouldn't be alive. That's I think what you're they saying. Suffer more. How do that you know? They suffer, suffer more. more than
0: dying. Yeah. Can you can you close your blinds? Yeah. there's a glare yeah if you can close your yeah. blinds see I don't I don't I, can you still hear me yeah. I don't even know if that helped at all um, if there's any way you could point the computer the other way just so we're not getting that glare I don't know if you can okay. arrange it to where you're sitting yeah there you go that's much better um, yeah I don't I don't think there's any there's first of all you can't determine what's what is going to happen in the future You, you, there's, there's no way of telling, especially, and like what you just said, did we have that technology 20 years ago? It's fair enough. Did we have the technology to detect somebody's, did we have the technology 20 years ago to detect whether somebody's going to have a harder life based on genetic disposition 20 years ago? We didn't, right? So who's to say 20 years from now, when this person's hitting adulthood, that we don't have the technology to cure what they have. But if we take their life away, we're, we're completely taking away the chance to do that.
1: You make an excellent point here. But again, I feel like this benefit, this this situation is so rare, Christian, that I feel like the chances to possibly cure something and our human knowledge especially with the neurological uh the disorders that do form, uh especially with incest and mm. such as that. We'll get we'll get into those. that those understanding of the human body is quite limited in uh, preparation for trying to heal what they might have sure there are but there's so many, still... and it's not just one thing it's multiple things on top it's not just it is like a um a domino effect of disorders that pile up on top of each other and pretty soon sure. i i find in my opinion that eternal rest is better than suffering in pain and misunderstanding as you're trapped in your own mind that
0: yeah uh, well yeah but i don't think everybody thinks that way and i don't think we just get to say because you're you possibly might suffer you, we don't just get to kill people you know we don't i mean and, and where and here's the thing with abortion if we found out at a year you know because some of these t- things we, we don't find out uh some of these disorders for a couple years after the baby's born, sometimes Down syndrome can take a couple years to detect. Um, if somebody's, you know, has a speech impediment, there's a lot of things that take forever. So where's the line? Because here's the thing: is at the moment of consent, because it, we would both call it wrong to say, hey, this two-year-old's going to have Down syndrome, is going to have some trouble. We should kill them. And so there's the line is for me and for everybody on the pro life argument is at conception. And it's the only consistent line. It's the only line science draws that says this is where life starts because you can leave a sperm in in its in its habitat for 9 months, nothing's going to happen. You can leave it there forever and the only thing that's going to do is, you know, people are going to become fertile. You can leave an egg by itself for 9 months, but the second you put those two together at conception, it has its own DNA, it has its own components to grow into a human into it's a fully not grown quite human. Alike. Well, what's, the alive alive? I, what's the definition of alive? What's the definition of alive? If I stepped on, if I stepped on a, another heartbeat, planet, brain brainwaves. Yeah, but heartbeat, that's it's a Heartbeat okay. and brainwaves. So if so, if somebody's on a ventilator and on under some kind of. Uh, uh,
1: they've already passed. They've already passed. They're but that's, already
0: out of your. A uh, child is
1: on a ventilator. I'm talking about when that sperm touches the egg. There's a series of chemical reactions. I'm sure you're aware that take place, but I do not. Um, I do not see that that until it has a brain. Uh, it has brain waves and a heartbeat, which is what set start end of first trimester.
0: Yeah, but that's not a. There's no day in between there that you could point and say, well, you know, because the day they have a heartbeat and the day before are pretty much identical. You can't just say that we want to kill them. And, and and yes, it is scientifically, it is life. And just because it doesn't have a heartbeat, there's people on life support right now that don't have heartbeats that are going to come out of it. And plus, here's the thing too, is we know within nine months that that person is going to have that heartbeat at some point in that time. And and we're, what we're doing is we're, we're, we're we're cutting it short because like i said a minute ago sperm and egg alone not going to do anything at the point of conception 9 months you know for a fact something is going to happen that that person given that everything goes right given that somebody doesn't abort it that person's going to be born it's going to have those components all you got to do is wait a little bit so i don't think it's a valid argument that you can say because first of all the pro choice argument I've talked to many people. There's no consistency. You ask 10 people where life starts, you'll get 10 different answers, but you ask 10 pro-lifers where life starts, you get a consistent point that's scientifically backed by conception. Conception is the only point, and this is the thing, is if regardless, maybe abortion, maybe it's not a human, okay? Uh, I can't imagine how you, I don't know how you can argue that it's not because there's stages of You know human like two months from now it looks way different than it did then and then two months from then it's going to look different and then 20 years from then it's going to look a lot different so the human the human life is is so different throughout the entire process and i don't think you and the only consistent point where something radically changes a big bang if you will is at conception and so i think anything past that is scientifically and morally is is a no-go
1: Okay, so you, it, with that, it is almost And I want to get, first of all, I don't want to say that again. Sorry. Uh, I feel like that is sort of a justification for rape. Um, and that can be used. Like if a man forces himself on a woman, if his sperm touches the egg. Now it is a moral issue of killing a baby. Yeah, it is a baby. I will agree with you fully there. If that is the point of conception is uh, it is a human being. Which human beings are, so human beings issue.
0: within. So human beings morally are, are if, if we're saying conception is it becomes a human being, then they're given dignity and they're given value that every other human being is given the same, right? Correct? But again, it was the product of somebody's. Oh, okay. Um, so we're, oh, we're talking about, we're talking about uh, rape. Um, yeah. So my thing on rape is, I don't think uh i don't think rape is a good thing I, obviously i think um rape is horrible but what's wrong with rape like what's the problem with rape
1: several things wrong with it What are you talking about
0: so so the main problem with rape right would be that it is forcing your will onto an unwilling participant correct, correct. forcing your sexual will onto an unwilling participant i would say that's the biggest problem with rape right how is that not different than, than an abortion? Because, oh
1: boy, this is going to be tricky. But for you're saying, forcing your will, your sexual intent on somebody else is not the same as
0: Killing them. You're that right. They still have life afterwards. Can- And here's the it's thing, too, just, and, and this, I, is the, this is the thing I don't think people understand, and I want to get to this point because it, it, it's the same with drug, with, with sex trafficking, and with rape. Is if you don't have this, because a lot of people use this argument, first of all, rape and incest are less than 1% of all abortion cases. 99% of abortion cases are out of inconvenience, which we already said all those should go. So about um, 60. 60.6 million abortions that have happened since Roe v. Wade should not have happened because they were all out of inconvenience uh, or out of convenience rather. So, and that's, that's a big problem. But let's say, let's talk about the rape for a second. So the rape thing, it's, it's somebody forcing their will onto an unwilling participant, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so- But
1: again, I, we're talking about a fetus who cannot comprehend- um can cannot comprehend that that they they're the product of somebody else. it's not they're not
0: so because they shouldn't. can't so because they can't comprehend it we should we should be able to end it for them right because a one I and a two-year-old in the case of rape, a one and a two-year-old can't comprehend well well here's the thing is rape listen i think rapists should be castrated and killed I, I don't think rapists should be – and this is where I get off on the death penalty because I think – I don't think rapist children should be killed. I think the rapist should be killed. So here's here's the thing. Are you is, aware of the psychological impact of carrying a rapist child is? I know are you aware of the psychological the impact character? of – aborting a child because it's pretty staggering the number when you look at the numbers it of is. the women because they have the weight of killing somebody and you don't and, and we, we just talked about technology you don't have to do that anymore there's plenty of people that are actually willing to you, i mean you can do an insurgent mother i mean there's a, an, an adoption like there's plenty of options for that person it's not a listen it's not a it's not a great circumstance but it doesn't justify the killing of another like one evil doesn't justify a bigger evil because we already assess that it's a human being and it's a human being that hasn't had the ability to choose. That's the difference between the death penalty and, and abortion is because that person's had the ability to choose and us as a judicial system and a society have decided, you know what, we're going we're gonna to get rid of this. But it, it doesn't give somebody the ability to kill an un... There's plenty of people that have lived, that have been a product of rape and incest and have been extremely productive members of society and are actually loved by their parents. Okay. And so it's actually going to be, so you you take on, you take on the the thing of rape, you you take on the the situation of rape. And I'm concerned about the mothers here because you take that on and now you have the weight, and you can look at the statistics, the rapes, or I'm sorry, the abortion statistics on the psychology of a woman. It's pretty staggering. I don't have the numbers with me right now, but if anybody wants to fact check me, you can go look at it, but it is. So now not only are you taking on the weight of being raped, you're taking on the weight of murder at the soul level. And, and that's, that's something I wouldn't want to put on somebody. I, I feel like there is a better solution. Again, we have to get – it's their choice.
1: They have to make that choice, which is something that we feel is wrong. But, again, it is, it's up well, to that person if well, they're willing well, it was, to well, it take was, on that gig. But
0: It was the rapist's choice to rape the woman. He, he You know, By your yes, logic, it it's his body, his choice the woman doesn't want to carry that baby I don't the baby doesn't that. want to we be
1: killed. Force them to, but the baby isn't aware the baby doesn't have that it, its impact on this human world is
0: because
1: oh limitless gosh, it, the impact it, its, it's, it's really, impact on the
0: human world is limitless but not if you kill it I, I think that
1: in the cases of rape, I, uh, my, and I, there's just something inside me that just tells me that, that, that impact of having somebody Forcibly put themselves on yourself and then being forced to carry that thing that is a consistent reminder. It's like a band-aid wound that keeps opening and opening ripping open. It is like that uh, someone has now I'm carrying a part of something disgusting. And that, that the profound psychological impacts, I believe are far less in that moment of, if it is a couple of days after, I feel like that psychological impact, and I'll look into that, I'll get some stats. I feel like the psychological impact of aborting your baby at that first say three, four days, a week after, you got raped depending on the circumstances it's far less than having to carry your rapist baby um, for full term. and then what do you, it. Like, what do I you, understand that our people.
0: Yeah. Well, so I, first of all, I don't think because the baby was a product of, of that, that they should be killed. I, I we've already determined that it's a human life at conception. So that doesn't mean because somebody else made a mistake that they should be able to end it. It wasn't a mistake. I see you have to be
1: very careful. That was not a mistake. Rape is never a mistake. Rape does not happen by accident. Rape is a force. It is a decision.
0: I'm not, not, I'm not saying. I'm not marriage. saying it's. I'm not saying it's an accident. You, you're you're mis, you're mis, you're, mis, you're misinterpreting what I'm saying. I'm saying it's a mis. They made a mistake. They did an awful thing. If I go and you know, if I jump off this right now and break my leg, I intentionally jumped. It was a mistake on my part. That's what I'm saying. I'm not it saying it wasn't a
1: mistake The the difference between a
0: mistake is something that happens by accident.
1: Like you jumping off that building was intentional. Like that wasn't a mistake. It was te- a mistake would be slipping off and falling there. Um, a rapist doesn't make a mistake. Like sins, even like we could call them mistakes. Like thinking lustful thoughts or. Um, stealing but that is a choice in and in at that moment and that man chose to force himself there's there's no mistake should not be in there that well, I think that I language think we're I think we arguing diminishes
0: sem- I think we're arguing semantics here because you just don't think that the word mistake is a uh, is a strong enough word to use and just like the word sure isn't a strong enough word to condemn white supremacy, but what I'm saying is is it is a mistake. They did do something wrong. And anything, anytime you do something yeah, wrong, that, it's, a, it's a mistake. That language, we're, yeah, not, we're you not have dis- to find another word. Okay, they did something evil. There we go. Regardless, we're talking about the same thing. We're just using different, you don't think it's a, a, a good enough word, that's fine. You don't have to. Um, now, what was the other, so you said rape, incest, they kind of go in the same category. Um, I, I don't see any justification for it. And here's another thing too, you got to understand too, and it goes with sex trafficking. It goes with rape. um, It goes with all these things. When we have safety nets in place, it's going to make people want to do it more. So, so think about this. you're seeing it right now. You're seeing it with everything. When you, when, when something's easily accessible, it's going to make you do things, um, potentially shameful activities. So if you know that there's no chance, if you're a sex trafficker, you know that you're going to be prosecuted. This woman is not going to be allowed to abort this child um, and, and it's going to be cracked down on that is going to give you a deterrent to doing those things. I'm not going to say, I'm not saying it's foolproof. I'm not saying it's hundred percent foolproof. Um, but when you have laws and when you have punishment in place, it drops the number drastically of what somebody is going to do, because it, it, when you put deterrence in place, it makes it easier. We're seeing this now, like a lot of people would have said, You know, five, ten years ago, that they would never be porn stars. Those same people are posting naked pictures on OnlyFans right now because it's easily acceptable for an 18-year-old girl to be to be a porn star in in this modern era. And it's sad to see, and it's disgusting. And porn is another thing I want to see abolished and destroyed. And I would like to see America be the first country to do it. Um, But you know, we're talking about abortion right now.
1: Oh, it's somewhat. I would somewhat agree with you. Um, I, I have to just say that it my official like my wraparound. People can try to convince me. I am not one. I'm not one to bring religion into. I don't like religion in a government. I think it's terrible. And this ties into a lot of stuff that.
0: You're cutting out there. Sorry, that might be my connection. I don't know, but one second, we'll get you back. Okay, can you see me? You there?. Crap. Hey your mic's off. Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. Okay. Well, the, the quality is not super great. Um, my <laughs> I don't have Wi-Fi okay. here, so I had to use my data um, and, and it's slower now. so but okay, what were you saying? Um, I
1: was saying that um, in the end, I believe it works out in the best
0: way. Okay, Uh, my thing, I swear I'm not doing this because I thought I was losing an argument, Uh, but my thing stopped working, but can you just say that one more time? I didn't hear what you were saying. I appreciate that. Okay, Okay. so it's gonna happen again. The thing saying that the connection's unstable. Okay, so you think Let's just, let's just, let me, let me, you say yes or no, if I got what you said, you think that it is ultimately up to a woman. Um, I I saw no, I I did not see any valid arguments to, to defend that, but you think it's ultimately up to a woman. And as a man, we don't have any say so in, in what she does with, with somebody else's body ultimately is what you said. Right.
1: Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to stop you. It's ultimately your decision.
0: I feel okay, so as a woman, it's ultimately she said as, abortion. You, you know, said uh, as a woman, it's ultimately her decision and men don't have a say, correct? Yes. So what about the seven men on the, the court that nah. said it was okay for a woman to get an abortion? So is their opinion by your logic, you can't have it both ways. Either men's opinions don't matter or they do because nobody's disagree. Nobody gets mad at a man for inputting when he's for abortion. But when he's against abortion, that's when it's like, oh, we don't like that. And that's not okay. You can't say men have an opinion. If they well, agree because
1: there's you. no one on that
0: court. There's not one on the court. I know. They, then they, they, no if should, they, they are
1: discussing abortion, then they should have
0: It's getting really frustrating on my end. I'm gonna get this Wi-Fi thing figured out as soon as possible. Um, well, Jacob, I uh, we don't agree. I, I I respectfully don't think you gave any valid arguments to the contrary. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'll uh, I'll talk to you later on the phone though, brother. Still still care about you. Still praying for you, man. Unfortunate with the uh, the connection that we lost so yeah i appreciate it all right man have a good rest of your day yeah next time <laughs> Bye. Bye. all right guys well unfortunately uh, my wi-fi gave out towards the end actually that's not true at all uh, i felt i was losing the debate and i decided you know what i'm gonna cut my losses chinese style When uh when they're talking about you know the china virus i'm just going to cut out america's talk anyway uh that was a, a political reference to uh, china's viewership of the uh of the debates the other night um or the vice presidential debates anytime they talk about china um china china blocked them so it was a joke uh no i really uh, i so i am in cabo and uh, my connection was uh, just using my phone and my data was up so i didn't know how long that was going to last but uh, I'll try to get Wi-Fi here. Uh, I really did want to finish that conversation to the fullest. But I i mean, we went on for like 20 minutes. I think you guys got the gist of it. Um, I think uh, I felt like I um, made my my case very clear how I feel on abortion. And I think it's something that culturally um, we need to step stand up on now uh, more than ever. Um, I do think uh, if you believe that it is a human life, there is no reason that you're not trying to defend it, um, especially when there's a cultural norm that is saying that, this is not valued and which has no, it has no backing. That has no evidence that has no backing. Um, and it's, it's not consistent. It's completely out of uh, convenience. And I get, you know, I get what would be, I, I mean, I don't necessarily empathize completely, but um, you know, it would be hard to give, you know, to go to term with a child that's not yours. But I think we have to, as a society, create a norm that says a few, you know, a short term of inconvenience and and more than inconvenience of pain is, is not justifiable for killing somebody. Um, So, uh, you know, somebody that hasn't even have choices made that hasn't even been born yet. uh, Somebody that is the innocent of the most innocent, literally like, yeah, I mean, it's just, Anyway, I, I think that needs to be the cultural norm, and I think things need to change. I mean, hey, guys, there's hope too. There was a cultural norm at one point that um, you know a, a black man should be enslaved to a white man. That was a cultural norm, and and we got rid of that. And now that's not even a conscious thought in uh, in people's minds that that somebody is you know it, it, it's underground now. I mean, slaves are underground, like you you, and there's no there's you know, slavery by race is not a not a thing found in in western society anymore sorry so um i do think the cultural norm needs to change i do think as a society we need to be praying about this Um, and i do think we need to be able to open up the conversation which i was very glad that that conversation was productive i was glad that you know we we were able to talk i like jacob Jacob's is my friend but um we disagree on this very heavily and uh i um you know, I, I'm passionate about this and I will not be quiet anymore. I've been told, you know, you're a man, you should be quiet. And I've listened or you're in a certain position. You should be quiet. And I've listened and I'm done with that. I'm not doing that anymore. That's not going to be my legacy. My legacy is not going to be a guy that died not fighting for something that he truly believed in um, in that regard. And uh, I, I can't live with that. But I guys, I got want to give you some hope uh, for in your day-to-day conversations to the Christians out there. Um, that are going through this and wondering, why people get so mad? Like, I'm trying to fight for life. They're trying to fight for convenience. And, and here's the deal. And this is kind of what I said earlier, you know, about the weight, and the impact on a woman when she does kill uh, a human. But but Hebrews 4.12 says, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the dividing, uh, i sorry, asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So I just want to encourage you guys that when you're facing these issues and somebody gets so mad, and you're like, why are they so angry? That's because the word of God, the truth of God, the truth that this is murder is weighing on their heart is weighing on them. This is hurting them is actually cutting deep and they don't know what to do with it because their worldview and their lifestyle are at odds with God's word. And, And they have, it's just, it's like a tornado. You got hot air and cold air. They're just mixing together and it's twisting up and it's it's creating a storm in their heart. So I would encourage you guys to keep on them, to keep pressing in, to keep challenging these social norms, uh, these cultural norms that say that this is okay, it's not okay. It is not okay to justify the murder and the slaughter of millions of innocent children, unborn and some even born. Even in New York, they're letting them be born and then killing. It's disgusting. Uh, or they're passing bills to allow that to happen. I don't actually know what the, don't quote me on that. I don't know what the process is and where we're at with that. But it is evil. It is unjust. It is disgusting. And it will be something potentially that I hope America looks back on and says, man, we got through that because that was the most egregious thing we'd ever done. And for some reason, society always finds a way to devalue people. You find it in slavery. Well, this person's black. They're not a human. You see it in the Holocaust. This person's a, you know, a, or a Jew. They're not a human being. You see it you with women. This person's a woman. She's not a human. She's property. These people are my kids. I can do what I want with them. They're my property. And, and the line continues to get pushed back. And now we're, you know, you saw in, in the Canaanites, they would say, you know, we're going to sacrifice our children. And God, God you know, pronounced judgment on them we've pushed the line back all the way till right at conception and it's uh it's not okay and people need prayer people need healing fortunately um for these people not fortunately for society but for these people now there is an ability to be redeemed in civil society there's an ability that um right now they have to come to the altar to come to the table which they'll always have i'm not saying they won't but they have an ability right now to have no recourse and you know to 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 do this act to to kill and not have to go to prison for it, and that I hope will not always be the case. But for now, there is hope. There is uh, that ability to do that to go and commit these crimes, uh, these sins, and and not only be forgiven by God, which will always be there. I'm not saying it won't, but to actually be able to join in civil society, you know, you see a guy like Paul who. Uh, in the New Testament, killed and persecuted Christians, he would be able to be, you know, outside of jail today. But fortunately for us, um, you know, God saw the time; He redeemed him in that time. He saw where culture looked at it and said, "I'm going to use you in this as a redemption story." And I think God is looking to do that with a lot of people. You saw that with the movie Unplanned. Uh, I can't remember the woman's name but God is looking to do that with a lot of people. So I just wanna say, if this is you, if you've done this, if you've been a part of this, there is hope, um, there is a family, and uh, and there is a God that loves you and is wanting to redeem you. And right now, you are fortunate enough that you can rejoin society and do what he's called you to do and turn away from this. So guys, I love you, I'm praying for you. Uh, I'm gonna start off with, I'm gonna do a new, uh, a new outro. But guys, uh, as I always say, It is less about what you know, and it's all about who you know. God bless you guys. Peace.